Welcome to our mini-series finale of the LDA podcast. We've enjoyed bringing you information about our main missions of support, education, and advocacy. For our last episode on Learning Disabilities Awareness Month, we're celebrating the strengths of individuals with learning disabilities. This week, we talked to different individuals about the strengths they found within their experiences with learning disabilities. Hello, everybody. Um, my name is Carolyn Phillips, and I am a very proud individual with learning disabilities. Uh, I think it's definitely been the secret to my success in many ways. Carolyn is an assistive technology expert and serves as the director for Tools for Life, Georgia's assistive technology program. And she's the director of services and education at the Center for Inclusive Design and Innovation at Georgia Tech. She talks to us about the benefits of thinking differently have uh, had several jobs, all focused really on helping people. The uh, nexus, if you will, the um, synergy, and I guess the the ways that all the dots of my career have been connected. You know, the theme is helping people, and usually through technology. And so I struggled uh, very, very much as a student, um, both uh, going through high school and then uh, into college and getting my degrees. And I just would be lost if it wasn't for assistive technology and technology in general. And so um, as I've moved through my career, then I have wanted to dedicate my life to um, helping people be able to implement those technology solutions and know about them. So um, that I feel like I have a dream job because of that. That's fantastic. So when were you first aware that you had learning disabilities? So um, I had, I've always uh, been one of those folks that marches to my own beat, if you will, early on in elementary school and middle school and high school, uh, I would test into gifted classes. As I got into high school, I would struggle more, you know, with that. And then when I actually got to college, that's when I officially got diagnosed, um, went through the whole process to determine that that yes, not only do I have learning disabilities, but here's how you know those affect me and exactly what they are. Um, I take that as incredibly uh, important information. Um, the University of Georgia Learning Disabilities Clinic uh, and the center there, the Disability Center is outstanding. And they did a great job um, helping me understand that uh, here's how my learning disabilities affect me. Do you happen to remember around that time what you were sort of thinking when you realized that you had learning disabilities? Was it more of an aha moment or were there some maybe concerns? Oh, yes. So, you know, when I was officially diagnosed as having learning disabilities, uh, it was a huge mix of emotions. I was relieved on one hand because I was like, whew, that wasn't all in my mind, um, that I do indeed have issues when it comes to, uh, you know, auditory processing and that I do have issues when it comes to reading and and writing. And um, yes, uh, you know, that's not all in my head. Uh, So it gave me hope, uh, which is great, but I did go through a grieving process too, uh, because I think like a lot of people with learning disabilities that I could educate my way out of it, um, or that I could grow out of having learning disabilities, and clearly it's just who we are. It's how my brain works, And, and I see it very much as the gift of learning disabilities now. 
I absolutely embrace that difference. And as I started out this whole conversation, I am very proud uh, and very open about it. My dad used to say to me that our rights uh, are undeniably linked to our willingness to be authentic and open about who we truly are. And Part of my interest has been working in policy. Part of the work that I do right now uh, as the, you know, at the Center for Inclusive Design and Innovation is making sure that people have textbooks, um, you know, on time, uh, making sure that the world is more accessible in the built environment and virtual environment, making sure that people can get captioning and that they can get uh, also websites that are more accessible so we can use our screen readers um, and use our voice and what have you to navigate them. Um, all of that is really tied back to that knowledge. Um, it goes all the way back to receiving that documentation. Um, the documentation also, the evaluation, it's open doors for me. I am uh, now a student um, getting ready to get my PhD um, at Texas Tech. Thrilled, thrilled um, to be able to finally uh, start um, making that dream a reality. And that wouldn't have happened had I not had this uh, important diagnosis, this important information about how my brain works. I, I got one of my degrees was from the University of Kentucky. And as soon as I got my acceptance, the next thing I did is I sent my documentation to Disability Student Services. Uh, and, and I'm just very thankful um, that we have rights and that we have that knowledge. Absolutely. So individuals with learning disabilities can have different challenges than people who don't have learning disabilities. Has this been a strength for you at all? So yes, um, I absolutely believe that my learning disabilities, uh, my struggles, all of it, uh, it's one, been worth it, but two, it is kind of a superpower. It is my strength. I have uh, come to realize that I do indeed see the world very differently than a lot of other folks. And that has helped me problem solve differently. There are solutions that I see to problems, whether it's something that's being truly developed like a product, or uh, it could be an ethical dilemma. It could be a policy dilemma. It could be um, any number of other problems. So solving problems comes very natural uh, to me. And I, I attribute that absolutely to my learning disability. And also, I, um, my dad would say I'm painfully patient. And uh, my mom would say, you know, the same thing. And there's a stick to itness, a grit, a resilience that comes um, with those of us who have had to navigate the world that was designed not for people with learning disabilities, um, uh, but that we've had to uh, navigate differently. And so I would say um, that uh, there are strengths that come with that. Um, whether it's that I'm going to stick with something and be painfully patient to get to the resolution, or that I'm going to come up with a solution that nobody else is thinking of in the room um, because uh, I just see it differently. And uh, so those are all very good things. Um, I also think it's helped me with my parenting. You know, I, I, um, uh, one of my cousins uh, says, you know, yes, it's great to be a straight A student. There are times that, um, and that was part of my frustration, is knowing that I could be a straight A student, but oh my gosh, I could never quite make it. I did, thankfully, with my graduate studies, I was able to be a straight A student. But 
aside from that, it, it's been a challenge. So it was, you know, AB student and CC you later, <laughs> you know, and uh, so sometimes it's taking that win of a B or a C and, um, and moving on um, with your life. And I think, you know, as a parent, being able to be understanding, know that we really need to be well-rounded. I try to be as balanced as I can in my life, whether it's taking those walks, playing sports, um, playing sports with my children, playing games, and, and really, you know, being a part of the community. And all of that, I think, goes back to having learning disabilities and seeing that victory comes in different ways and, uh, and building, you know, success breeds success. And so how can we build upon those successes? Um, I will also say that I am somebody who does not believe um, in giving up. And, uh, and so, you know, uh, knowing that about myself and having this, and it's, it's, I would say it's not necessarily optimism. It's more just persistence and, uh, you know, sticking with, you know, with things. So all of that, as I see it, it it's all goes back to our strengths and whether or not you can hone those and really lean into it and embrace your difference. Um, yep, we're different. We do think differently. Uh, we navigate differently. And that's not a bad thing. Next, we talked to Beth McGaw, a past president of LDA and a current member of LDA's board of directors, to talk about some of the strengths she saw through her son's learning disabilities. Hi, I'm Beth McGaw, and I am on the board of directors for LDA and a past president. Been involved in LDA for about 14 years. Um, it's been a lifesaver for me as I've navigated the system uh, with my youngest son. All right, so one of my first questions is, what was your introduction to learning disabilities? Well, I have three boys, um, but my youngest son was born with some uh, challenges, and when he got into the public schools is when he was diagnosed with learning disabilities. So I'd say from pre-K on, we've had to help him with accommodations and um, getting the help that he needed to succeed in the classroom. So do you remember when your son got the diagnosis, what was sort of going through your head at the time? Well, we didn't really know what that meant for him going forward. He had other issues uh, that led up to that. So we had um, we had physical therapy, we had occupational therapy, we've had speech therapy. So the learning dis disabilities kind of went with that, which was more auditory processing, language processing. So it was kind of just another step for us, but still, um, I think as his parents and my husband and I weren't really sure what that was going to mean for him in the future. But what we did know was that we were going to do all that we could for him at that point. He, he has had his challenges for sure. But um, one thing about my son is that he has always been very resilient He's had moments of, you know, having a tough time in school, being bullied and, you know, all of those negative things. But I think it's made him stronger. Would I like him to not have to have had struggled? Sure. But because he has, I think it's made him the, the young man that he is today. 
and I'm very proud of where he is. He's now a uh, senior in college. So back when, you know, going back to your other question, did I ever see us in that space? No, I wasn't really sure. But um, I think having to have those struggles has made him much more resilient. And he's very motivated to be like his brothers and his friends. And uh, so we're very proud of where he is today. As a parent of a, of a child who has grown, you know, we've grown with him through his learning disabilities. And like I said, we've definitely had our challenges and I've likened it to a roller coaster. You know, we get to a peak and then we slide a little bit and then we go back up when we slide a little bit. And as they get older, it, it, the peaks and valleys tend to even out a little bit more, but there is hope recognize their learning disabilities, recognize what they are, don't hide them from them, and also help them self-advocate for themselves. So at first, parents are their first, are, are the child's first advocate, right? And then as years go on, hopefully you are teaching your child to be their own advocate. So when they get out of your house out of your hands and to somebody else like college or a job working with a supervisor whatever they have that strength and they have that knowledge to be able to advocate for themselves in situations that might be difficult the piece of advice i would give to parents is to teach their kids to be an advocate early and often and be positive Lastly, we sat down with Colin Diedrich, a scientist and president of LDA of Pennsylvania, to talk about his experience with learning disabilities. I'm a scientist, and uh, that's like my, my day job, so I'm fortunate enough to, to do that. I'm actually an infectious disease immunologist. I uh, study the interaction between HIV and tuberculosis. I essentially want to know why people that are infected with HIV are more susceptible to TB. And TB is the leading killer of people that are infected with HIV. So it's a, um, it's a big deal and a big um, issue worldwide. With that said, I am also um, a learning disability advocate. I have multiple learning disabilities. And through my advocacy over the years, I've been trying to do more for other people because I've been so fortunate enough to um, be a scientist with these LDs. And so then a few years ago, I got uh, introduced to some people from LDA and became more involved in the organization. And then I was like, hey, I can start Learning Disability Association of Pennsylvania. And here we are, I don't know, like a year and a half later, two years later. <laughs> and I am um, president of um, LDA of PA. And it is an incredibly rewarding and amazing experience. <laughs> Would you be able to dive into your experience with LD? Yeah, so I have um, multiple learning disabilities. I was diagnosed in um, third or fourth grade with an unspecified learning disorder and an unspecified reading disorder. So this was in the DSM-4. DSM-4, the diagnostic standard um, for people who um, aren't familiar. And essentially I have, I read between um, a sixth and ninth grade level my reading comprehension is in the bottom about 14 or 15th percentile and my uh, processing speed is also in the bottom 14th or 15th percentile so essentially i have a hard time understanding language whether it's written down um, or even when people are talking to me 
it's made everything very, it, it makes learning new things and studying and, and things like that very difficult. And even just like everyday life as well. I was diagnosed um, for the first time in third or fourth grade. And then you have to keep getting re-diagnosed to continue getting accommodations. So when I was originally diagnosed, I didn't really, I understood my parents, uh, I understood what was happening just in, in a context that like a third or fourth grader could understand. I knew that learning was harder for me. And I also knew that reading was always more difficult for me than um, my, I have a twin sister and an older brother. And so um, I knew something was wrong. And my parents were able to like identify that uh, relatively early. So I was fortunate. And because of my slower reading, I also saw uh, tutors. And so I saw like my first grade tutor, our first grade teacher, she was my first tutor. I saw her from first grade to third grade. And then in third grade, after my official diagnosis, um, third or fourth, I can't remember. I can't remember the small details of this, which is um, one of my issues with my LDs. Um, then I started seeing a special education tutor and then she like gave me a lot more confidence because she understood, like she helped me see that it was okay to think differently and that it was okay that I wasn't, um, as fast as like my peers when I was reading or trying to learn things. So like my, my primary issues, um, are with reading and learning new information. And so that's just the hardest, just like overall. And I think a lot of times people think that, um, that only affects you when you're in class or when you're trying to learn something new. But that's not necessarily true. And it's, it's absolutely not true for um, our everyday lives where we are constantly reading news or constantly um, trying to like process an incredible amount of information. And so um, that, is that has always been a very big um, obstacle for me. And so that's something that I still have to deal with today, whether I'm reading um, like a news article or reading something like stupid online, or if I'm reading like a hardcore like scientific journal where like I just want to like be able to like advance my research. And so like there are certain techniques that I have to use when I'm reading those articles versus when I'm reading something like silly or not as important online. I only really started to notice some of the strengths associated with it when I started when I started to fall in love with science. And so this was actually when I was an undergrad and I was the person that always sat in the front of the class. I always had a digital recorder um, with me and I would go over my classes um, after every class and take notes and highlight and I use flashcards and doing all of this stuff. So I was able to do that because I love to learn and um, being, which kind of, which really dovetailed real nicely into me wanting to be a scientist. And so what I started to realize though, is that like the way that I think is literally and figuratively differently than a lot of the people that I'm surrounded by. And so when you're a scientist, you want to pursue questions that you don't know the answers to. And so one of the things that I've really noticed, because knowledge has always been incredibly hard for me to understand and to learn, I've never taken it for granted. And so that actually has forced me to like go back into a lot of the older literature and say, okay, so here's a dogma in the field or here people are saying X is happening, but I don't know why that's happening. And so then going back and like, and trying to research that and trying to figure out why that's the case. And so I've written multiple papers that have um, questioned a basic premise that that was just thought of as being true. And, and I think that my learning disabilities really helped me uh, do that. 
And so then, so like not taking um, knowledge for granted um, has really, really been helpful. And thinking differently literally just uh, allows me to like approach uh, questions um, in a different way as well. So I think those two things have been really, really critical uh, for me. And then the last thing though, I think is what's really important is that it's taught me how to empathize more with people. So like I have like an incredible amount of privilege and I was so incredibly fortunate to be diagnosed early and I had like all the support that you could ever possible need, possibly need. And so as I went through grad school and, um, and got my PhD and, and I started to realize I was like, wait, it's not fair that an upper middle class um, person like myself is getting all of this extra help, everyone should be able to get the help that I got. And so that was really a huge driving force of me. That's been a huge driving force of me, like um, wanting to restart the chapter of LDA of PA and really with a lot of my advocacy. So it shouldn't just focus on if you can, if we, if we have great tutors, that's awesome. But if you can't afford them, then that's a problem. And so like my learning disabilities really like helped um, shape my personal views of, of, of the world. And then even beyond that, you know with um, just how like every a lot of different people experience the world and that's really that's really helped shape um, I think who I am as a person so I think those three things really have been incredibly beneficial to me absolutely well and this question kind of builds off of what you were just talking about is that you've done a lot of advocacy work you've done a lot of programs that help individuals with learning disabilities and through those have you been able to find any other strengths of other people that have learning disabilities I think that like creativity is probably one of the biggest things that I've noticed with students and adults that um, have LDs or have ADHD. And that's the thing that I think I'm the most impressed with. And the other, like, I think that, I think that does tie into like the, the thinking differently thing. But the thing that I also have noticed in that same area is when someone with a learning disability or when someone with ADHD really wants to do something and they get that hyper focus where they just want to challenge um, uh, a certain problem or they have this hobby or something that they just really like to do. They're able to just, um, what appears is like, oh, wow, you're able to like overcome a lot of these other difficulties and, and, and focus and be able to do that. And so I think that's, those are the types of things that I think are really, that can be really wonderful with people that um, have LDs and, and ADHD, you know, that like kind of balance out some of the negatives that uh, people associate with them. I, I do think it's incredibly important to understand for people with LDs to accept some of the things that they aren't as, they aren't as good at. And so with me, I, I, I will never be a good reader. You know, I don't read books. I listen to audiobooks and podcasts and I just, I never will be good at reading. However, once I was able to finally accept that, then I was able to, to say, okay, so I'm not so great at reading, so I need to, I need to use these other, um, I need to use some of these other techniques or, or something to like overcome some of those negative parts of, of my LD. And so my um, tutor was actually, or my tutor, my special education tutor early on actually taught me a lot of those. So I learned them really early on. And so some of the things that I think people can do, you know, that have been that has been like really helpful to me is just like how you organize information in your head and how you organize it on paper. So like I bullet point everything. I think that's really important. I used a lot of different colors um, when I'm highlighting things and they all, it all means different things. But when I look at a page, I know immediately what I'm supposed to, what I'm supposed to know when I look at a, a yellow highlight versus a blue highlight. And so there are certain things like that 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 I've been able to use over the years that have been incredibly helpful. And so I think that like 
learning whatever techniques that are good for you. Um, and you may need to like go through a handful of different ones to figure that out. But I do think it's really, um, they can be incredibly helpful. And so I highlight with different colors, I bullet point, I use webs when I'm like trying to connect different ideas as well. And um, it's just really, it, it's been, it's just really, really, uh, it can be really, really helpful. Thank you for listening to the LDA podcast. We're so glad you could join us for this special mini series for LD Month. As always, our theme music is Little Idea by Scott Holmes. If you enjoy listening to the LDA podcast, consider giving us a review or subscribing. It helps us to reach a wider audience, and we really appreciate it. If you're looking for more information about learning disabilities, visit our website at ldaamerica.org.